apologize. It's your weekly dose of all things geeky. Class is paying 101. The instructor is Casey Jones. Movies, comic books, movies based on comic books. Excelsior! Video games, toys, TV shows. Professional wrestling. It's still real to me, damn it! All the things you got made fun of for in high school. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? So grab your action figures, bag and board your comics, and roll for initiative. It's time to talk nerdy to me. And I made the mistake this week of taking a big bite of food right before that started. So bear with me for just a moment. Yeah, I took a big bite of food right as, um, right as the, uh, the end of the intro started. So that was my fault. I did that. And, uh, but it's an all new episode of Talk Nerdy to Me on this, uh, 09. I guess, uh, by the time it gets done, it will be, um, by the time it gets posted for everybody, it'll be 092019. And it's gonna be a little bit different. You're gonna notice it sounds just a little bit different this week because not only do we have one person missing, and I'm gonna have you give that cue here in just a second. But there's another person missing, but uh, we're going to go start traditionally, in the one that we're kind of expecting. Uh, Koran, would you do the honors this week? Well, yeah, man. Uh, I believe the phrasing is, hit it, Rockapella. Yeah! I believe you're correct. That's the phrase that pays. Well, she sneaks around the world from Vienna to Carolina. She's a sticky-fingered filcher from Berlin down to Belize. Take you for a ride. Sticky-fingered filcher. Tell me where in the world is Julian. San Diego. Can we ever figure out where the fuck this place is at? Nope. We did not. Nope. Sure didn't. He's still missing. Sure did not. And if you were... Know where he is. No, we have no idea where he is. He doesn't know where he is. He's out doing something. Uh, probably for the betterment of America. Maybe not, though. Maybe for the worsenment of America. I don't know how words work. Might just be baiting for America. <laughs> well, that, how's that different than it? I saw I saw a great meme that was that reminded me of you, and I didn't share. It, I haven't shared it with you yet. But it says uh, the headline says um, that uh, uh, Pornhub had developed a way. To uh, charge your phone by masturbating, and then the bottom picture is it shows the top of the phone and it says eight hundred and eighty-seven percent. And I was like, "That's fucking Koran right there." Oh God, yeah, but <laughs> he's oh got, God, yeah, he's got it up to eight hundred and eighty-seven percent. Like he's not messing around. You'd be keeping yours at a nice brisk about six twenty-five. Oh yeah, I think I would. I think that's that's that, that and that's being conservative. I think. I think it's, uh, uh, you know, I, I, now's the time where I reveal uh, to everybody that I don't actually have asthma. So when you ask me what's going on in the room and I yell out, it's an asthma attack, don't open the door, I'm probably lying. That's good. When you That's say, good. what's like going that. on in there? And you're like, ah, I'm having an asthma attack. Get out, get out, get out. 
and probably not really <laughs> having an asthma attack. I don't know. Uh, it's up to uh, um, it's up for debate, up for mass debate. There it is. There you go. There it is. Now, if you joined us, uh, or if you looked at our Facebook page on Wednesday, which is when we're recording this, you saw a live video to answer where Obi John is this week. He is stuck. Thanks to Tom and the Brady Bunch coming through in the clutch this past January or February, whatever the hell the Super Bowl was, February whatever And when they won the Super Bowl, we had our bet on uh, the loser. And this makes me feel bad because it sounds, it feels like it's punishment, uh, for, you know, to hang out with Commander Scott. But the loser had to go to watch Star Trek: The Motion Picture in theaters through our friends at Fathom Events with Commander Scott. So Obi John is currently suffering through as as we're talking right now, he is suffering through Star Trek the Motion Picture. <laughs> but at least he's in good company. But he's got a terrible new, And it couldn't happen to a better guy. You know that's right. So Obi John also not joining us. If you had a chance to catch up with us at Scarefest at the Scary Con uh, you got to hear us actually sing a live rendition of Where in the World is Julian San Diego, which was great. We had a good time. We did. Uh, we had a great time walking around, uh, catching up with uh, uh, Bruce Campbell and, let's see, who else? Uh, Tom Matthews. Uh, yeah, Skeet Ulrich, Mick Foley, uh, Tommy Flanagan, and uh, Ryan Hurst from Sons of Anarchy. So we had a great time. Uh, we want to don't forget, don't forget, dear friend, dear dear friend of the show, John Cassier. Yeah, John Cassier, uh, voice of the Crypt Keeper, who you will be hearing again uh, in just another few weeks uh, on our show. Man, let me. And we had the opportunity. I'm glad you saw him because we were leaving on Saturday, and we just happened to be leaving uh, the main, like the the vestibule entrance area, the fan area. And he was hanging out, uh, looking through one of the booths, and you you noticed him. So we got the chance to uh, sit down and actually have a really nice conversation with John Kassir. Um Again, cementing his uh, place in the, the the top rankings of our favorite con guests that we've ever met. Just nice, absolutely nice guy, and uh, I appreciate the fact that we got to tell him that. And he was really polite, very nice, very appreciative. And uh, I hope, on behalf of Talk Nerdy to Me, we hope that he recovers from his rotator cuff issue. Uh, he's had the rotator cuff surgery, uh, and he's in recovery. So we wish him a speedy recovery and uh, nothing but the best for our friend John Kassir. Uh But, yeah, overall, it was a really, really fun convention. Uh, I had a blast. And, uh, you know, there was, there was a lot of stuff to see, a lot of good vendors and man, it was, it was just fun hanging out with everybody and catching up with you guys. And you got to, uh, you got to see my inner turmoil about buying the 10 inch Pennywise pop figure. Yeah. I got to contribute to your delinquency. <laughs> yeah. That is currently sitting in my big chair in my living room. Yeah. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, but the quest for every Friday the 13th movie on VHS continues. Uh, but, you know, other than that, it was a fairly successful convention. Had a, had a great time. Um, a lot of really good cosplayers, too. There were some people hitting some uh, deep cuts on some costumes. 
Uh, yeah. And let's talk about how you did not hold the door for Lori Petty. And uh, it Who was else? an accident. Who I feel was? bad about it. John Cassier, yeah, John Cassier was the other one that you didn't hold the door for, and the man had his arm in a sling from his rotator cuff surgery, and you would not hold the door for him. Embarrassed? <laughs> you, you know this? No, it was all in, all in good fun. It was good. I say that just in jest. But uh, shout out, uh, as always, to uh, our friends at the Western Kentucky Ghostbusters, who uh, did a great job of raising some money for the Kentucky Children's Hospital, uh, and screw off to uh, some of the other uh, groups that were there who were just uh, kind of douche nozzles. But we're not, uh, I don't really want to name them by name. I won't. I won't. No, 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 no but, point, uh, no point. But uh, uh, also shout out to uh, P Pants Gritton, uh, who uh, you know we got to spend a lot of time with, and uh, confessed that he does not listen to the show very much. So P Pants Gritton, until you get caught up, I don't like you anymore. Oh, yeah, I mean we're definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's his nickname. That's how it sticks. That's yep. what he is. He's just Pete Pants Gritton. Pete Pants Gritton. He was all uh, all butthurt that he didn't get to be on the Friday the 13th episode that we did last week. And, uh, you know, if he's a good boy and he listens to the show, maybe, mm-hmm. just maybe for the next Friday the 13th episode, he can be on. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. See. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, not holding, I'm not holding my breath on that one, though. No, me neither. Um I absolutely will not because uh, uh, I will not hold my breath, nor will I hold in my pee pants. Um, no. Four people. No, I mean, it's... Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, there you oh, go. No, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, I was like, uh-oh, I I'm lost him. I think, I, think I think we both told each other to go. Yeah. But I think we said it simultaneously, so neither of us knew what to do. Oh, um, please, please. The floor no, is here. is always a good time. Yeah, Scarefest is always a good time. We always have, uh, you know, a ton of fun. Um, really, the only thing I could think of that was missing was uh, the thing we were all super excited about, uh, the bootleg video guy. Yeah. We need those copies of Clown House. They're coming to get you. Clang, clang, <clears throat> clang. <clears throat> See, here's the thing. is uh, The bootleg guy became... The pop vinyl guy. And listen, I'm just going to spend send this special shout out to the bootleg guy that became the pop vinyl guy. Conventions have plenty of pop vinyl guys. You had your spot as the bootleg guy because now there was no bootleg guy. And I felt that hole in my heart. We really did. So next time, don't be the pop vinyl guy, be the bootleg guy, and we'll all be happier. We, we all like the uh, we we all really prefer the bootlegs by pop figures. Yeah. Um, do you want Do you want me to make a really funny suggestion for next year? What? So one thing that we haven't really talked about on the show that is uh, has been a staple at Scarefest for the last couple years is the body painting. Yeah. I'll tell you this right now. Going. 
I will no, I will add I, I will make you laugh. Because I will add to our uh Super Bowl bet. Okay. I don't know if I want to do this, but the way that the Patriots have been playing, I don't want to jinx myself though. Because I was gonna say, okay, we'll make another bet at some point that's not Super Bowl bet, but we gotta come up with a wager. We need to come up with something to bet before Scarefest. Because if if I lose I will get body painted as Gollum from Lord of the Rings. God, I love that idea. How? I, I just love that idea. Like, I think that would be I, – I would either do that or I would have them body paint like an actual Spider-Man like body paint on me. But also be good. So uh, – also be good. Start thinking about which one you would like me to do um, and then – you know, we will uh, we'll figure it out. But uh, I was like, man, we need to have some kind of punishment where someone gets body painted. And what fits my body type? Uh, yeah, Gollum is about it. So we'll, we'll be body painted like the kid from Child or from Problem Child. Ooh, no, thank you. That kid's a dickhole. I don't want to be painted true. like him. That kid's that is kind of an asshole. That, kid's a that real guy son is. An asshole. He made National Treasure John Ritter's life miserable, and for that I cannot forgive him. Understandable. I can't. So, uh, yeah, thanks to, uh, we want to spend a, send a special thank you to the Scarefest for allowing us to be there and to cover that and to, uh, uh, you know, post up all of our, our stuff from that. We had a great time. Uh, Obi John, when he gets back, he'll have to tell the really funny Bruce Campbell story. Uh, God, yeah. Because he had a great run-in with Bruce Campbell. Uh, we had a couple great run-ins with uh, Lori Petty, John Kassir, and uh, did not have another Kane Hodder run-in. We almost had – who was it that we almost had um, uh, stop at the table and uh, wear the proton pack? Damn it, I can't remember. There was one of the celebrities that, like, stopped at the table for a second, the Ghostbusters table, and I was like, oh, shit, they got to put the proton pack on, but they were gone before – we actually did have a Kane Hodder run in. Remember, he passed us on the way to his table and said hello. Oh yeah, and I didn't call him a dick this time. Incredibly, you should have. Hey man, you're my eighth favorite, Jason. Keep on rocking. Haven't there only been eight? Oh, including the dead one. Ugh. Yeah, that one. That was a little much. I feel bad about throwing that in there. I feel bad. But I feel good about going to Scarefest, having a great time. It's always a fun time at uh, Kentucky's greatest horror and paranormal convention, the Scarefest. If you haven't already followed them on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, on wherever, uh, to keep up to date with their latest guest announcements for next year, because it won't be too long and we'll be announcing stuff for next year. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, they announced Bruce Campbell like... Ten months in advance yeah. or something. They were real excited for it, and I don't blame them because that was awesome. Uh, and, I mean, he I, I never saw him have a small line. So yeah, His line was always full. And that When we walked by and his photo line was going, he was taking pictures for like an hour. Yeah. I've never seen somebody have a photo line that long. So, no, it was really good. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to what they're doing next year. Um, on the horizon, can I give you a little sneak preview of what's coming on the horizon? Uh, so first up, we got a couple of spots. We actually have a new tour date entered that I haven't told you about yet. Oh. That I'm going to break that news right now. Get on me. Right now. Well, first of all, 
uh, coming up first, because we're going to do this chronologically. Coming up in just a few short weeks, uh, in October, we've got the Imaginarium Con, the, what is it, 12th, 13th, and 14th? 11th, 12th, and 13th. God dang it, I was close. 11th, 12th, 13th. Um, Imaginary, enter the Imaginarium.com. We'll be running panels. We'll be having giveaways. We've got a live show coming that's going to be incredible. Uh, I told you that one of the stories that I'm going to tell during the live show. The, the good one. Yeah, and it's it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty good. And uh, we'll also have uh, live jail mail for the first time ever. So it's going to be a crazy crazy panel. There's only two ways that you can you can hear this panel. Number one is to be there. Number one is to watch it live. Enter theimaginarium.com. Get your tickets now. Three-day passes are a steal. They're real cheap for all that you're going to get. If you're a creative type person, man, you don't want to sleep on it because uh, you're going to get to learn how to you know, write better, uh, storyboard better, get your art better. Uh, if you have a half-finished novel in your dresser drawer, guess what? You'll get tips on how to finish it. You can bounce story ideas off. You can talk with professionals, people who have been there before. If you want to learn how to make a podcast, there's somebody better than us. It's one of us who are going to teach you how to do it. We've been making this. Taking my notepad. Yeah, we. Uh, everybody needs to. Um, uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring notepads for John and Julian. Um, just kidding. Just kidding. Um, no, we've been doing this podcast for five years. Uh, we know all about you know going from idea and concept to actually getting something recorded to getting it posted to getting it on iTunes and what have you. And in some people's minds, most importantly, getting paid for it. So, uh, and then influencing other people and getting other people to get podcasts going and just kind of growing that, that family. Um, you know, it's a great feeling. So we're going to have tips on that. Uh, so if you have an idea for a podcast or you, you just, you know, you want to do something, but you don't quite know what, Bring it on to uh, enter the imaginarium.com. Buy your tickets. Imaginarium in historic downtown Louisville. The 11th, 12th, and 13th. No, no, no. Oh, Louisville shit. is not historic. Oh. Well, it's a great place I, I believe prostitutes and blow. Louisville. I believe your line was it's a great place to live if you're a chalk outline. That's also true. It's a great place to live if you love hookers, if you love cocaine, or if you are a chalk outline. It's a great place to be. Louisville, Kentucky, 11th, 12th, and 13th of October. Don't miss it. Enter theimaginarium.com. Also, so drop the snooze on me. Yeah, so uh, Saturday, the 25th of January, 2020. Okay. At the National Corvette Museum Uh-oh. in historic downtown Bowling Green, Kentucky. It's not downtown, but it is historic Bowling Green. That's right. We are a scant 128 days away. It'll be 126 by the time everybody hears this. But uh, uh, guests have already been announced for the 2020 Vet City Con, and we will be talking nerdy to me. Is the official podcast of Vet City Con. We will be uh, media partners there with our dear friend Tony Rose from D93. We're going to be running some stuff. We're going to be, uh, you know, hosting panels and live shows, and we're going to basically be the MCs of this this dang show. Uh, it's going to be a crazy time, and you will not want to miss that. 
but uh, add that to your calendar, man. Is already on the phone calendar. Look at that. That's how it's done. Everybody listening, I've, I've, this is going to be the first and probably last time I all, I say this. Be like Koran. <laughs> Put that shit on your calendar right now. Tickets are on sale. Don't wait. You know you don't want to. You don't want to end up forgetting about it, risking the chance of prices going up. Go ahead and book those tickets now. That's what they've done. Vet CityCon. They have hyper focused this convention to a one day convention, and they are fitting so much stuff in. Man, it's going to be insane. There's going to be so much stuff that you're not going to be able to fit it all in, but you're going to want to, and you're going to try because there's going to be a ton of great stuff to get to, including, but not limited to, all of the stuff with us because we are pretty awesome. So we're going to be uh, doing a ton of stuff. Our fingerprints are going to be all, our, our DNA is going to be all over that show. I'm just oh, yeah, that right is. Now. It's just going to be all over. So... Add it to the tour, to the Las Vegas-style tour. Um, I'm trying to uh, secure an 18 or an older, an over panel. Uh, we're going to see how that works. I don't know yet. But details are still to come soon. But first, our first stop is EntertheImaginarium.com. But before we get to all of the live shows, we gotta we got to keep getting that content coming. Oh, yeah, I also forgot to mention from one of our nice... Uh, uh, companies that has been working with us. We're going to have at some point in our Las Vegas style tour, we're going to be giving away some prizes from Loot Crate and uh, some other stuff that we've got going on. Uh, it's going to be worth your time to come out and see us live. Besides being entertained, besides hearing some of the stuff you cannot hear on this podcast because it's just it's too much for the podcast. That story I told you, I cannot tell it on the podcast. I can't. You no, heard, you cannot. You heard it, and uh, I ran it by you, and I said, tell me if you think this is you know, fitting of the 18 and older, if this is the you know, too hot for podcast story. And we got about halfway through it, and you were just like, yeah, this one's going to need to be in that show. So you know, we've got some uh, classic stuff from our last show. We've updated with some new stories, some new stuff, because I don't know if you know this or not, stuff has happened to us since then. So we've got all new material. It's going to be great. And I don't know, you're going to need, you might need to talk to a licensed professional after I read this jail mail, because this one is one that like, it, it shook me to the core when I read it Excited. and it made hey. me really uncomfortable. Good. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to, we're, we're saving it for the live show because holy crap, man, it's going to change your life and not for the better. So, I don't know. But before we get to all that, we got to get through the actual show. And we're going to do things a little bit differently this week. We're going to start out, since it's just the two of us, you and I, we are going to uh, do a quick round of recommend me before we get to, and I mean this uh, pun completely intended, to the main event of, of uh, the show. So uh, we're going to go, you and I both, uh, give a little bit of a recommendation uh, of something, uh, either a you know movie, TV show, game, something or other, um, that uh, we think that the other person would greatly enjoy. So uh, would you like me to go first or would you like to go first? Oh, you can go first. 
All right, and I, I, I have a backup in case that you have already uh, experienced this because I feel like you ha- you probably have. But uh, over over ScaryCon weekend, one of my highlights uh, actually did not take place at the convention. It took place uh, back at uh, Obi John's dwelling. And uh, well, shit, never mind because you are actually part of it. So never mind. Um, I'm gonna have to go to my back. No, the people don't know what it is. Right. So uh, it is. Uh, I'm going completely different, and it is a board game. And uh, it is Jaws the board game. And I completely forgot that you were the reason that we won Jaws the board game when we played. So I'm a dummy, but I'm going to recommend it to you anyway. I mean, it was a, it was a ton of fun. I was. Uh, it's about a little nervous about how it was going to play out, but no, I mean it, it's a lot of fun, and you know, there's like a great, well, if you will. And having to uh, find the shark, and you know the the entire thing plays really well. It's the fact that there are two parts to it, and I do feel like the second phase definitely kind of favors the shark. Yeah, but, you know, your boy came through and made it work. Yeah, that's the thing is is it, it worked out kind of like the movie because uh, you know the the way that it basically works is it's what they call a hidden movement game, and you, the, the the human characters their job it, it's divided into two acts and the first act is uh, your your goal is to save as many swimmers as possible while attaching those yellow barrels to the shark. Now, uh, you know the shark is hiding their his, their movements, the shark player, and is trying to kill as many swimmers as possible. And, um, yeah, once you get to Act 2, which takes place on the Orca, the bonuses and perks for each side is dependent on how each side did in Round 1, or Act 1. And it's very. There's a. Uh, there's another hidden movement game that's very similar. Uh, it's called Last Friday, and it's basically like Friday the Thirteenth, but it's a hidden movement game like that. And it's counselors versus this mass killer, and it's a ton of fun. The way that it ended up working out in our game is uh, Quint died first, and then Hooper. And then it ended. It ended with Chief Brody, and it was best because you needed, you needed a four. You needed to roll exactly four hits across the two dice, and each each die only has one side that has two attacks on it. So you rolled it, and I thought there was absolutely no chance in hell, and then he was going to kill you in the next round. And you rolled it, and sure as shit, as I'm sitting right here. Given this podcast, boom, four hits, just enough to kill the shark. You yelled out, smile, you son of a bitch. The shark was dead. <laughs> what a freaking a game. Uh, the other game we played that night, you and I definitely kind of carried the uh, yeah. kind of carried the load and uh, horrified. Yeah, I liked that one a lot less than the Jaws game, but maybe it was just because... You know, we were doing most of the heavy lifting. 
But John did a really good job, too. Obi John did a great job of helping out. Yeah, he did, did a great job running the games yeah. while simultaneously playing as well. So Yeah, yeah. Um, I do have a backup recommend me. All right, what you got? If you're a fan of movies such as the Tremors Collection or Gremlins or, you know, those kind of like goofy kind of over-the-top horror movies, mm-hmm. uh, maybe like Leprechaun towards the end, uh, have I got a movie set for you. It's four movies long. You may or may not have ever seen them. It's a set that I like to call Ghoulies. Oh, my gosh, Yes. Uh, Ghoulies is a terrific over-the-top, so bad it's good. Uh, some of them are just so bad they're bad. And, yeah, they're, they're something all right. And Ghoulies is, is a fun set. Heck, uh, that Scream Factory put out of Part oh, 1 and yeah. Part 2. Yeah, they're fun. Part 3 is where they go to college. When, that's when they also start talking. Yeah, that's when it gets real fun and it kind of jumps the shark like in a much goofier way. But uh, yeah, I, uh, it was probably as weird as this is going to be uh, for me to say is uh, it was probably six months or so ago, and I stumbled across uh, across the Ghoulies collection, and um, so I watched all of them in rapid succession. And uh, I liked him a lot. I, I don't know why my voice cracked there. I liked him a lot. I got so emotional about Ghoulies and all the boobies in the third one that it just made me happy. Um, <laughs> Ghoulies, great set. Uh, if you've not had a chance to see them all, I recommend seeing all four Ghoulies movies. And it really got me started with the new Critters movie. I was like, the new Critters movie sucks. But I wanted something that good. was like, kind of goofy fun. And Ghoulies was in those, like, if you like this, you might like this. And I, was, I said, what the hell, I'll give it a shot. And it starts out real weird, but it gets good. Well, but while speaking about uh, Critters Attack, the newest Critters movie, I do have to call a uh, shout-out to Outdoor Dougie. Very beginning of the movie, but shout-out to Outdoor Dougie as always. Outdoor Dougie. He's the, like, survivalist guy who has a YouTube show, which, if you look up, is an actual YouTube channel. That's awesome. Um, So I recommend me, and I don't think you've gotten into this yet. I delved into it a little more. I I was not a big fan when I first started playing it. But... Say, I highly recommend if you're going to play this game, uh, play it on Xbox Game Pass because as fun as it is, it is thirty dollars if you just download it straight up. But uh, this game is pretty damn creepy. Ooh, pretty damn creepy. Um, a little boy's gone lost in the woods. They even make comments about like the people that got lost in '94, so there's some references to the movies and stuff. Um, you are a former sheriff's deputy who's decided to go out and help. Look to try and figure out like how he can help and what he can do. And uh, spoiler for a part that's maybe about an hour and ten, hour and fifteen minutes into the game. It's very reminiscent of Blair Witch from 2016 in the sense that like campsite and then uh whatever you do like however many different directions or whatever you take you keep end up you 
always find your way back to the same campsite. Oh. Every time, like, every time I thought, I was like, well, fuck me. I ended up just taking the same way. But, like, every couple times, he always, like, it'll always kind of, like, I think you have to keep walking a certain number of times to keep opening up different paths and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I mean, there was one time, like, I was walking and I was like, oh, I I haven't, oh, sweet. I'm finally away from the thing. Like, I'm climbing this, like, little, like, rock staircase. It takes me down this little ledge. And then. Like, right then, uh, right when you get to the bottom of the staircase, that's when you realize, fuck, I'm back at the damn campsite. Oh, that's awesome. It's It really does capture the, uh, like, property, I guess. Yeah. So, go back and listen to our E3 episode. Right. I stated that it was my number one thing I was the most excited for coming out of E3 this year because that because that trailer. Yeah, that's that's fair and uh that's awesome. I'm glad that it it uh, lives up to the hype. It does. It does. And like it lives up to the um um you know the uh the the the, the trailer hype and what's the official name one more time? It is literally just called Blair Witch. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if it had a subtitle or anything like that, if they had given it something. Um, no, that's awesome. Subtitle. That's, that's a great... Yeah, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna have to give that one a whirl. I'm going to have to give that a try. And uh, a little sub-shout-out to this Ultimate. Uh, I bought six months of Xbox Live, mm-hmm. or Xbox Gold. Right was on sale and there was this deal where it was like, Hey, upgrade to game pass ultimate for $2. And I was like, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. It was such a, I mean, the, the, the catalog's awesome and everything. And it's like, if it's a first party, if it's an exclusive to Xbox one, those games, the day they release. Wow. That's uh, they actually, impressive. they actually gave people at game pass ultimate four days Advance on Gears of War Five. Oh, where you can now play as Dave Batista, Go ahead and say we called that one. Yeah, we put that one in the win column for us because yeah, we we nailed that one. Nerdy Timmy on fire once again. Boom! I'm telling you, this is if you want to know what's really going on in the nerd universe. You 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 listen to this show because we not only do we talk about what's currently going on, but we, we will predict the future for you. That's how good alarming we're. success rate. I know it's kind of scary how often we're right, and it does kind of worry me a little bit. But I'm also okay with it. I'm fine with it. I'm yeah. fine with it. I feel good about it. I do. I do. Well, I want to I want to do one thing for a transition before we get to our main event. Okay, what you got? Uh, and I want to make uh, week number one of the official XFL DC Defenders update from Talk Nerdy to Me. Yes. Hell yes. So, if you are like us, and you're one of the smart XFL fans, and you've jumped on the DC Defenders bandwagon, mm-hmm. two things you need to do first. Number one, you need to follow their Twitter at XFL Defenders. I want to make sure I got that right. XFL Defenders, uh, XFL 2020, you can follow them. But really, 
the money is in the defenders. Like, let's let's be honest. Yeah, XFL Defenders is their Twitter handle. You know you want to follow them. They are the best XFL social media team. They are calling out other teams. They uh, they were uh, tweeting at the Vipers, making the Vipers their Twitter bitches, uh, like they do, well, like they will soon do on the XFL field. But you can also go to XFL.com, select the uh, Defenders page, where you can find information on the coach, on the owner, on the president, uh, and then you can find all of your uh, D.C. Defenders merch. They're actually running a contest right now where if you uh, take a picture of yourself wearing merch, you have the chance to win tickets and uh, more merch. So if you've got XFL, if you've got Defenders gear, you can make use of it. If you don't have Defenders gear, now's the time. Because you can win free tickets and all kinds of other stuff from it. But um, we are ready uh, to continue to provide weekly updates as news unfolds with the XFL uh, DC Defenders. They are our pick to win the XFL inaugural 2020 season. It kicks off in February, and we are pumped. Absolutely. Last they are 100% winning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there, it, is a, it is a lock. And uh, a couple weeks ago, when we officially announced that the Defenders were our team, we read the uh, DC Defenders Oath. And uh, so go back, go back a couple weeks, and you can listen to that. And uh, what you need to do is you need to carve the little DC Defenders logo into your hand in blood, and then you recite the oath, and then you too, like us, can be true. But, but hold on, but, hold what, on. What? 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 Uh, maybe not carve it into their hand. Ooh, okay. Um, um, if you if you just recite the oath, then you can be true DC Defenders fans like us. How about that? Will that will that work? Yeah. Okay. Recite the oath. Buy some merch. Yeah. That'll, that'll work. Um, so you know, it's uh, that's how it is. Uh, so. That brings us to why we're really here. The main event of the evening. It's been it's been tough to watch lately, but WWE is still on TV, churning out weekly programming. But it, recently, it was announced this week that uh, to celebrate smackdown moving to fox for a couple months until the ratings dip so bad that they get shoveled to to uh, fox sports 1 to <laughs> to uh to help the sagging ratings the WWE across two nights is having a contractually binding no wild card rule bullshittery god WWE roster draft and so the first thing that you and I did was we texted each other and said, WWE is going to fuck this up. Yes, we did. And we were like, yeah, like they're going to fuck this up. So, and, you know, we, we talk kind of kind of broke down and we said we could probably do the draft better. Yeah. And the idea was born. <laughs> so, so here we are. Here we are. So what we're going to do is we're right now we're going to establish a couple ground rules. For this WWE draft, because we we want to we want to uh, avoid confusion, we want to avoid like you know 
all of this uh, someone you know with an unfair advantage or anything like that. So here's how we're going to do it. We're going to lay down these rules. Between the two of us, you and I will each have, and this is going to sound weird, but we'll explain, 17 draft picks on the show, on this on this podcast. 17 picks. The first two picks on each side strictly from NXT. So we will draft each draft two NXT workers and then 15 main roster athletes. There are a couple exceptions. Number 1, all current champions as of September 20th, 2019, will remain on their shows. So, for instance, WWE champion Kofi Kingston will remain on SmackDown. Universal champion, I guess it's still Seth Rollins, stays on Monday Night Raw. Otherwise, uh, tag teams count as one pick. And... uh, Co-branded champions like the Women's Tag and the 24-7 champion will not be drafted because they are on considered technically both shows. Shows. So, what we're going to do when we get done is uh, we're going to post the show on Friday for everybody. And then on Monday, we're going to post the entire roster. Each, each of us, uh, I'm gonna, we're going to make a graphic. Our graphics department will make a graphic of the Raw roster versus the SmackDown roster. And we're going to have the fans vote on whose roster is better. And the winner will, will be the winner and the loser will we'll figure out something for the loser to do. We, we, you and I will discuss how the loser will be punished in this. And I did have a question. Yes. We can also not draft NXT champions, right? Correct. NXT champions are ineligible to okay. be drafted. Um, and hold on, let me pull up, let me pull up uh, the WWE website here uh, because I want to make these rules officially official, these guidelines so that we don't end up, uh, you know, drafting, Somebody, which means that we cannot draft, uh, um, you know, um, sorry, nobody, nobody can have Velveteen Dream. One can have Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole, O'Reilly, or Shayna Baszler. Well, somehow I'll just have to (laughs) get by with that. So here are the pair of the, uh, the people that we cannot draft. Seth Rollins, Universal Champion. Kofi Kingston, WWE Champion. Becky Lynch, Raw Women's Champion. Bayley, SmackDown Women's Champion. Intercontinental Champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. AJ Styles, the United States Champion. Drew Gulak, the Cruiserweight Champion. Not that anybody would fucking draft him anyway. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, the Tag Team Champions for Raw. This one makes me sad. The SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The Revival. We both get Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. And our truth, uh, we are not eligible, as you said, uh, to draft Adam Cole, Velveteen, Velveteen Dream, uh, the Undisputed Era, or Shayna Baszler. I do have a question. Yes, because of the way they've done it on television, uh-huh. Armella is co-branded. Uh, no, Carmella's up for grabs. Yeah, yeah, she's... not that I think that's really going to come into play, but I doubt it. 
Um, but uh, I will. Uh, we will go ahead and do this. Ready for this? Uh, I have been excited for this. Uh, Hold on. Have we announced who's who yet? No, that's what I'm about to do. Um, oh, do your thing. All right. So here we go. Um. Hold on. Which one do I want to use? Oh, man, this is going to be good. Um, hey, man, random question that's completely unrelated to anything that we're doing right now. What's your favorite uh, year of SmackDown? Favorite year of SmackDown? Yeah, what's your favorite year of SmackDown? Like, ish? Oh, got to go for SmackDown 6 and, like, that uh, 03 to 0, or that 02 to 04 range. 02 to 04. Okay. Uh, let's see. O two to O four. Um, do you like O five? I like O five. Okay, O five. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, drafting for SmackDown. We have the most creatively named man in all of podcasting. <laughs> he is because. Of his love, basically, for the New Day and all things New Day. And he can't be separated from Kofi Kingston or Pancakes. True. Drafting for SmackDown, he is your Eric Bischoff in this case. He is Koran. You know, I'm back. <laughs> and you're better than ever. Uh, <laughs> drafting for Monday Night Raw... Let's see, what's my favorite Raw opening? Um, the Union Underground. Yeah, Union Underground's a good one. Um, ooh, I, might, I think I might make you mad here. No, we'll go with, we'll go with Union Underground. All right. Drafting for Raw, I will be your Paul Heyman, sir. Drafting for the classic flagship show until the beginning of October when SmackDown moves to Fox. Monday Night Raw, Captain Chris. <laughs> I can't draft Stacey Hubler's legs and it makes me sad. <laughs> Alright. So I guess... Flagship show, you go first. Alright, so uh, as my first pick, and it's an NXT pick, because where the first two picks are NXTs, so, we're start writing this down. Yeah, we're gonna need to write down um, how this goes, so that we don't um, n- nothing bad happens and we don't accidentally cross over. Um, I'm gonna uh, pick perhaps uh, my favorite current wrestler. Now that he's no longer a champion, welcome to Raw, Johnny Gargano. I literally had that written down as soon as I was like, I'm going to let you go first. And he was like, NXT, or when, <laughs> since we're doing NXT first. I had, I've had Johnny Gargano written down for about 25 seconds now. For me? I love I love how well you know me. All right. All right, who you got? Since, since it's uh, NXT first. Yep. I am going to... Uh, go ahead and make my first pick a tag team. Okay. All right. Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford. Ooh. SmackDown Live is taking the Street Profits. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. I like it. I like it. Good tag team, too. 
you. Thank you. All right. On behalf of Monday Night Raw, Captain Chris selects the crazy, barefoot, long-haired, Koran-looking guy, Matt Riddle. Welcome. The first steal. (laughs) Second pick, first steal. Come, come to Raw, baby. Like it. I like it. Come to Raw. All right. If it's an NXT pick, yep. I think is definitely a future world champion in WWE. I'm going with the Bruiser Weight. Ooh. Dang, good pick. Uh, we're coming out the gates hard. I know, right? I almost. I want you to know. I almost picked uh, Tyler Breeze and Fandango to start, but I did not. Also, if we had waited, oh no, no, no! I have NXT on with no sound in the background. <laughs> well, thought, uh, Roger Strong was about to beat Velveteen Dream. Oh, that can't happen. All right, let's let's get to the main event. All right, this is why we're here. This is why we're all here. We're picking main roster now. This is what it's all about on behalf of Monday Night Raw and Paul Heyman. Captain Chris selects Ricochet. Number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he is because he is the future, and uh, we are immediately booking a uh, Rick a, a long form Ricochet Seth Rollins championship outlook. I just want you to know. I put a lot of stock in Ricochet. He's he's got potential. Enough for SmackDown or SmackDown Live, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. For their first pick, I'm going with a guy who has been SmackDown day one Ooh. since the draft. Okay. Wrestler. He was the former general manager. Oh, I missed it. What was that? Daniel Bryan. Oh, Daniel Bryan. Good pick. Good pick. Old Debry. As I lovingly refer to him. Old Debry. All right. I'm making like I'm gonna make some surprise picks coming up. Um, I, I think then this one's gonna be one that you're gonna be like, "Wow, you picked him very, very high on your list." Because there's one thing that I look for in wrestlers besides their ability to tell a story in between those ropes, and that is reliability and consistency. And here's a guy, I'm going to draft him, and you're going to be shocked at this. One of the most reliable and dependable wrestlers there is. That I already wrote it down right. Did you? The Miz. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Uh, Definite solid choice. He's a workhorse, man. You can put him in with just about anybody. And for a guy who went from the host of SmackDown... To where he is now, he's he's uh, he's a, I, I like him. I like the Miz. You know, it doesn't always have to be about between the ropes. That's true. I am going to go. I am going to go with uh, the wrestler who probably has the most pageantry 
you right now. Oh. SmackDown, Bray Wyatt. Ah, I was waiting for you to pick Bray Wyatt. Oh, I mean, I just... It, No, I mean, it, it makes a total sense. He's a great, great pick, especially, um, you know, he got his his career and his character has gotten such a second wind out of this uh, fiend thing that it's, it's, I'm very, very impressed by him. Uh, for Monday Night Raw's next pick, Captain Chris will select the prize fighter. Kevin Owens. Hey, so we're going back to the drawing board for my fifth pick. <laughs> a bitch. All right. If I've got the fiend, yeah. Look, uh, both halves of my WrestleMania match on my show. Finn Balor. Ooh, nice, nice, nice. That is a great pick. I like it. Thank you. All right. I'm going to switch my picks around a little bit because I had them in order, but I'm going to I'm going to mix them up. I'm I'm purposely not picking a couple people because part of me just wants you to have them. And I'm not, so I'm, I'm specifically not picking certain people. Um, next up, Monday Night Raw will select Braun Strowman. You need that big guy. Another one I, I thought I might be able to get away with until uh, later. I got I got two picks that I am saving for the for the end if I can make it that long. I don't know if I can though. I may have to pull the trigger on one of them coming up. I need to go ahead and mark him off because he's been. All right. SmackDown Live. You yeah. took a big guy. We need a we, we need a big guy on our side. We oh, need no. a big guy. Oh no! Oh no! Andrew McIntyre. Wow! Good pick. Good pick. His exclusive property. That's a co-runs SmackDown Live. That's a solid choice. I'm down with that. All right. Now I'm looking. I'm looking here, and we got several strong, strong choices so far. But I need Monday Night Raw needs. And more specifically, Becky Lynch needs competition. So, Monday Night Raw drafts Sasha Banks. As much as I do not like Sasha Banks, Monday Night Raw will draft Sasha Banks. Fair enough. Well, in that same vein of keeping the two feuds that are on TV going currently... (laughs) I will take Charlotte Flair. Oh, good, good pick. I was that very good picks. Very good. Very good. That was my waffling choice. Was do I pick Charlotte? Do I pick? No, I one you didn't Sasha. take. I would have taken. Yeah, I was fine with either, and I was going to hold off. Well, let's see. Oh, 
Monday Night Raw. It's got to pick somebody. We we need we need another we need another hidden gem, right? Because Monday Night Raw is the place where superstars shine, and this pick would have been much better before the events of this week's WWE programming. But Monday Night Raw selects because uh, Monday from now on will be known as Rusev Day. Raw okay. is the home of Rusev. Can dig it. I can dig it. Marking, marking my list off as we go. I like it. My next pick is a workhorse and is a draw. Down live. Who was it? Yes, maybe. Who was it? Roman Reigns. Oh, you can have him. <laughs> no, that is a, that is a good choice. Uh, Roman Reigns is he is like it or not, he is a draw. Uh, to counteract that, Monday Night Raw is going to strike right back and take the Viper, Randy Orton. All right. And uh, a, uh, one of my all-time favorites, close personal friend from the city of New Orleans where we met at CVS. Oh, yes. Cesaro. Great choice. That is a great, great pick. All right, here we go. Here comes a here comes a really weird one. You ready for this? This is one of my outside the box picks. What what pick number are we up to, by the way? Number eight. Number eight. All right, so just over uh, halfway through here. Um, actually, no, we got a little bit more to go before we're halfway because of the two NXT picks. Um, because I'm looking for Monday Night Raw is bringing back the the uh, the wrestling the uh, wrestling talent and who better. When you're talking about pure wrestling talent, my boy Chad Gable. I, I, I can feel it. I can feel it. You know, as, as, as I said earlier, you took a monster yeah. with Braun Strowman. I'm going to go ahead and take a tag team of Ooh. monsters. Oh. Going Harper and Rowan. Nice. Good choices. Good, good picks. All right. All right. Monday Night Raw is drafting. I don't know how awkward it's going to be with Alexa Bliss also in the locker room sometimes, but uh, Buddy Murphy, come on over here. You're getting a lot of the picks. I thought I'd be able to sneak under the uh, <laughs> under the radar. Under the radar on you. Well, you can have Bobby Lashley if you want. Uh, you know, I think I'm good. <laughs> I really think I'm good. <laughs> Me too. Uh, I will. T- I will, however, take another tag team. All right. Um, I'm going with my girls, Fire and Desire. Ooh. Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Okay. 
All right. I like it. I can dig that. Now, uh, I don't know if you know or not. Monday Night Raw, being the longest-running episodic show in the history of cable television, and the flagship cornerstone program of world wrestling entertainment. It's the showcase. If WrestleMania is the showcase of the immortals, Monday Night Raw is the showcase of the elites, right? Like the elite wrestling performers. You might say that it's for the top 1% of (laughs) pro wrestling community. And who better to fit into Monday Night Raw and the top 1% of elites than my boy EC3? It's an outside-the-box pick and definitely someone who deserves much better than he has gotten. Right? You come to Captain Chris's Monday Night Raw, man, I got you. Him yet? One has taken him yet. Ooh. I'm going to take him if no one's taken him yet. Oh, uh, who is it? Who is it? Miss Smackdown Live. Man with the best music in the business right now. Uh oh. Samoa Joe. Oh, good pick. Yeah, he was on my later. I was hoping to steal picks. That's a solid choice. He is a solid, solid worker. So. Great, great choice. Uh, I am once again returning to the women's division because I feel like it is a crime, an absolute crime that my girl Asuka has not been drafted yet, so we're going to fix that. Girl, get over here to Monday Night Raw. Just Asuka. You're not taking the Kabuki Warriors? No, just Asuka. Okay. For now. See, I got a plan. I got a plan. Okay. I can dig it. Go ahead and get off my sheet. And I feel like I'm building up a uh, bunch of small guys to fight a couple of big guys. But I, uh, if you think it's a crime if someone has not been drafted, Andrade. Ooh, yeah. That's right. Solid pick. All right. All right. Hold on. One, two, three. Yep, yep, yep. Five, six. Final four picks. Final four. So we each have two more picks or we each have four more picks? We have four more picks. Okay. We each have four more picks. All right. Well, I got to go with my boy. Again, surprise. I know he's lost a step in this run. But he is still one of the best pure athletes in WWE. Shelton Benjamin, I want you on Monday Night Raw. I will take that. I mean, Benjamin, also a very severely underrated guy. Yeah, that's kind of my theme is I'm, I'm picking people that are great characters, great wrestlers, 
who are kind of overlooked. I can feel that. You've got a you've got a solid lineup. Likewise, man. We both have. Uh, this is going to be interesting to see what the fans pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one. And I feel like uh, we're done with this show. I feel like I might have to walk. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Who better to walk with than Elias? There you go. Solid choice. All right. I got a couple picks that I'm pretty sure you're not going to pick, so I'm holding off on picking them. Uh, So I'm going to roll the dice a little bit more with my next pick. Sami Zayn. With the- argue that technically he should stay with Shinsuke. Well, because he's his manager right now, but well, that's that's uh um and I know that I'm creating the uh the cardinal sin of putting Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens back on the same show. But <laughs> um, you know, again, fits into my underrated and underutilized um category there. But no, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing with you. All right. I'm going back to the women's division. Uh-oh. Severely underused. Severely, severely underused. Should definitely be a women's champion shortly, but I don't think it'll happen. I'm going to go. Can you hear me writing the words Ember Moon down? Ooh, you know Julian will like that pick. Yeah, bud. Julian loves Ember Moon. All right. Are we on our last two? Yeah, last two picks each side. So, uh, I will, I, you know, I have to make this pick uh, because being Monday Night Raw, you know, I have United States champion AJ Styles. So, picking the tag team, give me the club. Let's reunite the OC. Give me Carl oh. Anderson and Luke Gallows. Buddy, in the same vein, <laughs> putting my boys from Kofi. Yeah, I, and I, so did, I specifically did not pick them because I wanted you to have them. Let's go ahead and throw the New Day. I'm in. The New Day on to SmackDown. I like it. And uh, my la- this is last pick, right? Hmm? All right, so I'm going to pick one that, uh, don't worry, it's not going to be one that I steal from you, because this is one that I know that uh, you're never going to pick in a million years, based on text messages I received last night. Don't I'm worry. I'm going to go ahead and start writing this down. Yep, go ahead and start writing down Bork Laser, Brock Lesnar, which means I know that I have officially lost John's vote because not only do I have Brock Lesnar, but you have Finn Balor. So I have no hope of getting John <laughs> to vote for my roster, uh, which is fine. But, uh, yeah, Brock Lesnar uh, as my attraction piece. Um, yeah, Monday Night Raw welcomes the Beast Incarnate. Okay. He's two a draw. Good options. He's a draw. He is. He is. He is. I feel like I have two good options to go with here. 
one. You know what? I'm not going with either of the picks I was just debating. Uh, we're going to put them back on where they belong because they just don't fit in on Monday Night Raw. Give me them a driver, but give me. Uh, who is it? Usos. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Don't let them drive anywhere, and you have to stick to yeah. tours only in America. But uh, uh, no, they. Here's the thing about the Usos is um, they did a really great job of going from completely and totally bland, you know, no character development whatsoever to one of the must-see tag teams in the entire division. Yeah. So good on them. I think the craziest part is, you know, they'd only uh, before the brand split, you know, I always thought of the Usos in like the tag team division. Yeah. You know, they were only a one time tag champ before. Before the brand split happened. Interesting. I did not know that. But I think we both have some some solid lineups here. Yeah. I mean, I think we both have great lineups, great rosters. And looking over my sheet. I'm going to go with uh, people we missed. Yeah. No one took Rey Mysterio. Thank, yeah, I was never going to take Rey Mysterio. Yeah. No one took Ali. That's surprising. I we, uh, kind of wish I would have taken Ali somewhere. Uh, no one took the Hardy Boys. That's either right. one of them. Yeah. Seamus. Yeah. Um, and then we also left off Nia Jax. Yeah, I figured. I figured uh, one of us might take her, and I was kind of going back and forth between her and Sheamus before I inevitably landed on the Usos. No one picked uh, the the inevitable return of Ronda Rousey. About that, because did you see where they moved her to? Uh, moved her to the alumni section on the website. Really, she'll be back. Shit. Yeah, she's winning the Rumble and challenging Becky Lynch for a rematch. No one picked uh, recent King of the Ring winner Baron Corbin. Because the world apparently, fuck that guy. Um, no one picked uh, Tony Nice. Uh, no one picked. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, the Vikings, which will make John upset. Uh, one took the Viking Raiders. No, no one picked uh, Otis and Tucker. Uh, uh, Cedric Alexander is probably the biggest name I'm looking at that no one took. Yeah. Uh, Nolly, I would say, are probably the two biggest surprises that they didn't go. No, but uh, no one picked Mike and Maria Kanellis. Ricochet is the first overall pick, the one that really surprised me. Well, uh, and also somewhere out there right now uh, in the back. Uh, both Heath Slater and Curtis Axel are sitting in their locker room wondering why nobody picked them. <laughs> yeah, Ricochet. Ricochet was one of those that was like, he, I see him as, you know, the the solid backbone, uh, almost in like a um, uh, 2000s Eddie Guerrero kind of role where he's like, you could put him with anybody and yeah. he will get a good match out of anybody. He is one of those that's like... He is just a solid, dependable player that in probably three years of WWE 
you know, molding, he's going to be just unstoppable. He's going to be a beast. If I told you my, um, never mind. That's completely off topic. Okay. So, all right then. Uh, but I, I will admit, well, I, I really thought Matt Riddle would go under the under the radar, and I'd be able to get him. But at the same time, I'm really happy with my choices of the Street Profits and Pete Dunn. Yeah, those are some good picks. Hey, Pete Dunn, wrestle uh, Daniel Bryan, Finn Balor. Cesaro, Harper, uh, you know Joe Andrade, Pete Dunn. My male roster. <laughs> here's the uh, here's the uh, your rhyme of the day. Pete Dunn can get it done, man. I can get it done. He is he is good, and um, he's one of those guys that like I feel bad because he kind of got saddled in the UK brand until he got finally you know kicked over but um because he was kind of wasted for a really long time uh not really getting the the spotlight that he should have gotten in my opinion uh i don't know if you read that he and tony storm are both officially done in nxt uk and are full fully branded nxt talent now i saw that uh that that Pete Dunn was, but I didn't see that about Tony Storm, which is awesome. Tony Storm is as well. Good for her. Good for her. I'm proud of her. Even though she has no idea who I am, I'm proud of her and the work that she's accomplished. Well, there you go. Uh, did you write all of those down as we were going? You, uh, I will text you our lists. Yes, please. Um, if you if you just wrote them down, you can just take a picture of it, and I'll uh, um, and send it. Handwriting's awful. I'll text it. <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead and text me, and then I will uh, I will have our graphics department create a a sweet graphic for it, and then we will put up a poll of whose roster is better, Raw or SmackDown, and um, we you and I will uh, off off air. We'll uh, we'll discuss a reward or a punishment for the winner or loser, and it'll be fun. Sounds good to me. It'll be good. Well, uh, this been a fun episode. We're actually coming in just a little under time this week, but that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. That's okay. We went long last week. We really did, and it's okay. You know, whatever. Um, so, my friend, Enjoy the rest of your uh, your evening and now into the uh, weekend because this will be played back on Fridays. Uh, once again, don't forget to go to entertheimaginarium.com. Get your weekend passes to uh, the Imaginarium convention in Louisville where you can uh, not only grow as a creative force, but you can also uh, listen to us tell some really funny stories and be part of our Talk Nerdy to Me live panel so our live show our las vegas style show where somebody is gonna lose their pants i don't know that's just what i heard gonna be me it probably will smart money's on you so otherwise everybody thanks for listening and uh, we will be right back here next week maybe fully staffed maybe not maybe this the you know the monkeys on the typewriters will be doing it i don't know we'll see what the show looks like next week right here on Talk Nerdy to Me.